Now, we must all fear evil men. But there is another kind of evil which we must fear most. And that is the indifference of good men. This is a Voice in the Wilderness podcast channel. I haven't decided upon a title just yet. And honestly speaking, I'm not sure if there's just going to be a um, dispassionate um, me giving my thoughts or if this is going to get ranty. So... What I'm going to do is, is I'm going to see how this goes, and when I get to the end of it, I'll know better if I'm going to entitle it uh, an episode, a rant, or a random thought. But first, a prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, amen. All that I am, all that I have. All that I do shall be consecrated to the service, honor, and glory and exaltation of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, the Sacred Heart of Jesus, in the Heavenly Kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray. Immaculate Heart of Mary, please pray for us. Sacred Heart of Jesus, please pray for us. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. I had a conversation not too long ago. And it led me to believe that the majority of the people inhabiting this earth are not serious about anything. They are literally not serious about anything and they don't take anything seriously. Um, You can, you know, for, for you uh, traditionalist types, you say, oh, well, that's, that's modernism, that's modern. Well, guess what? You're a modern too. Shut up. Shut up. Put a cork in it. Okay? Don't want to hear it. Not interested. Anyhow, um, and, the, and, and most people do not listen. As I said in an earlier episode, they hear, but they do not listen. Hearing is hearing, but not processing. Listening is hearing and processing. For those of you uh, 300 IQ takers that want to get into a, uh, a semantics debate. And honestly, I'm not interested in semantics. If anything that I have said in any of my episodes on either of my two podcasts um, that you disagree with, I used to say on my original podcast, nothing I say or do is going to convince you. It's going to take a literal grace from God. And here's the thing about God's grace. Not that I should need to tell anybody, but apparently I do, that You have to accept God's grace when it comes to you. 
and accepting the grace is the start of the journey. But um, people, like I said, they're not serious and they don't take things seriously. So when I talk about the importance, especially of Sedvacantis, priests and prelates with their language, I guess verbiage is too big of a word for people to process. It's a serious issue. You know, it's not something that I'm pulling out of my butt. Okay, and anybody who's ever taken an American language class, let's just say before the 90s, will understand that language... When you are dealing with concepts, with the ultimate truth, your choice of words matters. You don't have to be a freaking Einstein to understand the concept. But what I think is happening here is people people are, are hearing it and they're saying, well, what difference does it make? What... What difference does it make? You know, um, calling Christians, you know, um, Vatican II types and, and Protestants Christian, and calling Vatican II types Catholic, and, um, you know, liberal and conservative on the theological realm. What difference does it make? It's all the same. See, a lot of people... They, they think that they're smarter than they are. They got tested in middle school or they did really well when they were going to school. And they, in their minds, that makes them the smartest guy in the room. And, you know, if, if, if they hear something that, you know, either they don't want to hear or um, for whatever reason they view as wrong, they dismiss it. Out of hand. Okay? Um, and with people with a lot of pride, a lot of this has to do with the person saying it. Because among the many, many uh, heirs of modern times is pride. Or actually, that's that's not an error. That's an actual sin. The sin of pride. Oh, I'm too good to listen. But, thank you, Lord Jesus and Mother Mary. I need to get back to what I was talking about. Um, You know, this, this has happened throughout my life. Is that, People I have met, I could literally be telling them the God's honest truth and they would think somehow I was exaggerating, I was misrepresenting or whatever. Once again, this isn't about me. I don't give a crap. This is about your soul though. 
take it for what it's worth. But, um, you know, we're not, you know, modern, most moderns do not, they're not serious. And so, when a person, they, they, for whatever reason, they're trying to either mislead me or whatever, whatever personal reason they have, they think I'm too dumb to see it. Okay? And... <laughs> um... I, I had a... Uh, forgive me, Lord Mother Mary. I had a socially retarded friend who would say to my face, you know, oh, you're a moron. You're an idiot. Why should I listen to you? Now, was that rude? Possibly. It didn't bother me, though. Honestly, in a perverse way, I actually appreciated the fact that he was laying his cards on the table. And back then, I wasn't trying to be a good Catholic, a real Catholic, I should say. So, I had no problem when he fell flat on his face, laughing at him, making fun of him, and calling him um, the smartest guy in the room sarcastically. And, you know, oh, you're so smart and you did this. You know, you hit on... Uh, never mind. I was about ready to commit a sin. But my point is, is that um, the point is, is that um, a lot of people, um, I could tell when a person's not serious. And it, it's not hard to see if you have life experience, as I do. As a matter of fact, one of the, uh, the mentors I had growing up, one of the few people I've ever admired and liked, used to tell me, uh, you know, and I, I said this on my original podcast, he used to tell me about credibility. All credibility means is you do what you say, say what you mean, and you take the other person at their word unless unless they give you reason to suspect that they're that they're a liar take them at a word if they say they're going to punch you take them at the word they're going to punch you you know but he told me if I wanted to be you know credibility is part of being taken seriously And I do understand, I honestly do, that the, Masan the Masonic sock puppets that run this, the satanic Masonic sock puppet puppets that run the world have been training people to, to just not take anything seriously. Not to take people at their word. But once again, you know, if you consider yourself a true Catholic... 
You're not supposed to be like one of the crowd. You're supposed to be exact opposite. But a lot of people who consider themselves true Catholics either didn't get the memo or once again aren't taking the message seriously. But I could tell, you know, a lot of people who consider themselves true Catholics, they're not serious. They're not serious about their religion. They're not studying it. They're not practicing it. They're doing the bare minimum what they think they need to do to get into purgatory. Now, honestly speaking, I don't, I don't care what the circumstances are. I'm not going to take a person seriously unless they show me they're serious. You know, um, one of the things they taught us in the military was the, the, the drill sergeant or your sergeant would tell you, if I have to repeat myself, that means you're not listening. If you're not listening, that means you need your ass kicked. Now, I'm not suggesting, you know, I'm going to be kicking people's asses. What I am saying, though, is, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to say things and uh, it's up to you. It's up to you to do with the information I give you. But I'm not holding your hand and I'm not repeating myself if I can possibly help it. Um, when I see people... Oh, thank you, Mother Mary and Lord Jesus. Part of being serious is realizing the seriousness, not just of our own salvation but the salvation of others. If you're married with a family, your family, if you're single, your neighbors. And guess what? You don't get to pick and choose who your neighbors are. Everybody is your freaking neighbor. Everybody is your freaking neighbor. So, you know, it, it doesn't matter if your neighbor takes his dog into your lawn and has the dog crap in it, he's still your neighbor. But, you know, the reason that the true Catholic Church exists is the conversion of the people who are willing to make the leap to get onto the Ark of Salvation. And what I suspect... Oh, let me finish my thought. Um, but... Um, I, I could just... You know, at least online. Because... My, my particular little church is very small. The people that I, that I attend church with seem pretty serious about what they're doing. But the people I see online are acting like, you know, despite all the indicators, 
despite all the indicators, despite what's going on in the world, there's a difference between recognizing what's going on in the world and obsessing about it. And it really kind of depresses me that I should even have to make that distinction. That should be pretty clear. But they're acting like there's nothing going on. Like they've got all the time in the world. And they can talk about crap that doesn't even matter. Okay? That, you know, and I, I don't care what the reason is. I honestly don't. You know, oh, I don't want to be a downer. Uh, uh, you know, people are where I don't, you know. No. No. If there is a 10,000-pound gorilla heading your, it, it, toward your town, you, you've got to let people know, hey, you know, we need to do something about this. So, no, I, I don't care what the reasoning is, honestly. There's no sense of urgency. There's none. So, part of the reason um, I'm very selective in what I listen to is because a lot of the set of Vacantists, that are, I'm sorry, true Catholics, people who consider themselves true Catholics that are out there, are not acting seriously. And I would say, for the sake of clarity, the ones who are aware and are trying to do something, this is just my opinion for what it's worth. It's not a commentary. I promise you it's not a commentary. I think that their priorities are slightly misplaced. You know. For, for, for those of you who consider yourselves true Catholics and have no spiritual life to, to speak of. Um, and, and for those of you who don't even have a spiritual life, um, that is a lot of being a true Catholic, a spiritual life. As a matter of fact, having a spiritual life um, gives you a it just doesn't give you eyes to see and ears to hear and a brain to process. It also pretty much um, increases your chances of getting into heaven. But once again, I think a lot of said contests, or I'm sorry, true Catholics are huffing their own farts and think that, oh, you know, I was born into this. I'm getting into heaven. You know, I go to mass. I take the, the sacraments. You know, I pray my rosary. That's all I need to do. And I'm going to get into on another episode. Oh, actually, no. I I kind of wanted to cover this episode, but let me finish my thought. So I can't I can't take a lot of the, the people who call them set of contests online seriously. 
Because they, they, you know, I've seen enough of them to know they're not serious people. They're, they're, they're people who, at least their online personas, are so toxic, I wouldn't want anything to do with them. I'll pray for them. I pray for everybody. But at this, at this point in time, um, I, I basically view people, even if they call themselves my ally, um, a potential enemy until they prove to me that I'm wrong otherwise. Because I've got enough going on on my end you know, it isn't as if I haven't said this in the past. I the last thing I need are false allies. So, but yeah, it you know if you want to be taken seriously, you have to act serious. You know now, taking things seriously like politics. Why? If you understand that the Masons are running the world, why would you take politics seriously? I would think the one thing that you should take seriously would be your relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ and His Blessed Mother and His one true Catholic Church and trying to get to heaven. But once again, a lot of what I'm seeing, people aren't serious. And like I said, if, if you're running around acting like, you know, this dumpster fire um, is eventually going to blow up, or if you're not acting that way, I'm not going to take you seriously. Um, and once again, you know, some people over-intellectualize, oh, such and such. The time doesn't freaking matter. If you're too thick to get this, too bad. You could die at any time. If you die in a state of mortal sin, you're going to hell. That's it. You know, if you want to make up excuses and, and, and you know, give yourself some sort of out, well, it's, it's, it's your eternity. That you're playing with. Me personally. I am not. I, I am not going to relax a minute. And, and until I find out one way or the other. And I'm taking. Uh, I try not to. I try not to take things for granted. I don't assume I'm getting into purgatory. I don't assume that, um, you know, I, I, I put my faith and trust in Lord Jesus, His Blessed Mother, or let me rephrase that, the Sacred Heart of Jesus, the Immaculate Heart of Mary, and the saints in heaven, that they're going to help me get to heaven because I need all the help I can get. 
That's why it used to make me laugh when online people would accuse me of presumption. And then when I'd ask them, well, what do you mean by presumption? Crickets. That's another thing too. If you're serious about this, it should show. It should show in your actions. It should show in how you speak. You know, like I said, um, vocabulary matters in God's true religion and the things pertaining to his true religion. If you can't understand for at least the past 600 years that society and culture have slowly been um, degraded and that the remnant that exists now has to work that much harder because their relatives or the, you know, the Catholics in the past dropped the ball and got complacent and self-righteous and self-satisfied. If you don't understand that, I can't take you seriously. Because nothing I talk about, you know, requires a 300, uh, I'm sorry, 150 IQ. It doesn't require an IQ of an Einstein. Now, there's another thing that I've noticed is that there's a certain segment, a set of Kantism that wants to turn everything into an academic exercise. An academic exercise slash apologetics exercise. This is inexcusable, I'm sorry, inexcusable for anyone who has at least two years of social media experience. If you have not learned at least in two years that trying to argue with people that don't care about your position and are not interested is a waste of your time. But you want to think that you're the smartest guy in the room. I would say you're delusional at best. But as far as the, you know, turning thing... Turning the, the faith into an academic exercise. In, my, in one of my previous episodes, I called it cold intellectualism. And that's what it is. The Catholic faith, is, uh, the true Catholic faith, mind you, is not about cold academics. Even in the writings of St. Thomas Aquinas, who was probably the most brilliant mind, not just of his time, but for future generations until Jesus and his blessed mother come back, he, he's not cold, dry, and academic. 
Now, some of the translations of his Latin may come across that way, but anybody who's read his biography knows that the man was a deep thinker. He was, he was such a deep thinker that he was oblivious to everything around him because he, he was trying to um, he was trying to figure out how to um, the, the, the mysteries of the faith. I'm probably going to do an episode on St. Thomas Aquinas. My bottom line is, though, what gave him, I want to say, his, his utter brilliance, he might have been a very smart man for his era. But anybody who, who's, who has... Honestly, in today's day and age, I, I really think we miss a lot and I'm not disincluding myself in this. But we miss a lot of his brilliance. I'm firmly convinced that a lot of his brilliance was not of his own, but was his holiness. He was so connected to the saints, to the Holy Ghost, the Blessed Mother, the Lord Jesus, that they gave him graces to make him one of the smartest men. Of all ages. And when I when I say graces, they're graces. And he wasn't just a mere academic scholar. He was a literal monk. So he obviously he was living his faith, but this isn't about St. Thomas Aquinas. I'm just saying that there's a certain segment of that uh, set of Vacantism that wants to turn everything into a cold, cold uh, academic exercise. And they want to turn everything into a question of semantics. If you consider yourself the smartest guy in the room, I, I would like if you would answer me one question. Since when does God's ultimate truth hinge on semantics? Since when in God's truth that a truth has shades of gray? Now, try to stay with me here. Um. There are varying shades of, of sin. There are varying shades of virtue. But in, in the pre-Vatican II Catholic Church, there was just God's truth. You know, anybody who thinks that... um. That, that that when you go for your judgment and Jesus asks you, well, what about 
what about when 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 you thought that that um that uh vocabulary of the church didn't matter. And you say, well, there's varying shades of gray, my, you know, Lord Jesus. You know, he may, well, I, I don't want to get into hypotheticals. What I'm saying is, when it, when, it, when it comes to sin, when it comes to virtue, there are, there are varying shades, yes. Obviously, raping a woman is not the same thing as stealing a candy bar. But when it comes to God's truth, it's either God's truth or it isn't. And no amount of intellectualizing and semantics is going to change that fact. And let's just assume that I'm wrong. And I'll be willing to admit, maybe I am wrong. But think very carefully on what I'm about ready to say here. Given our day and age that we live in, the times we live in, and the fact that most people lack the critical thinking skills that God gave a dead cat, I go back to this. Shouldn't, you know, when it comes to God's truth, being black and white in that be our default position? Shouldn't getting as close to God as we can, i.e. being serious, be our default position? You know, acting like, oh, I've, I'm going to live to be 80. I've got all the time in the world. To me, that's presumption. That's the presumption. I don't assume I'm going to live to be 80. I could be, you know, I could die tonight, tomorrow. Whatever. And if that's not your attitude, um... That's, that has more to do with you than it does me. Okay, so that, that, that brings me to another point I was thinking about. Um, one last thing before I move on to the next part. Calling Protestants and Vatican II types Christians is part of the sloppiness. Number one, it's not true. They are heretics. Whether you like it or not, a heretic is a practical atheist. If you don't know what I mean, go look up one of Bishop Sanborn's uh, 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 what they call it, um, talks to his seminaries. Okay? Now I know because I've read the books that right around the late 1700s and onward 
there were even Catholic saints and spiritual writers who used the term Christian. This is not a benefit of hindsight, by the way. This is not a benefit of hindsight. That, that's another thing we do is my, oh, that's a, uh, hindsight's 2020. No, it isn't. Just because the people that came before us didn't realize that they were er in error does not make it hindsight. It just means that they were practicing an error in ignorance. Hindsight is something like if, I, uh, if I'm married and I smack my wife and I get arrested by the cops and tossed in the pokey, and I, I, while I'm sitting in the jail, I say, oh man, I shouldn't have hit my wife. That's hindsight. Okay, these Catholic writers who are using the term, the generic term Christian, and this was after the Protestant revolt, should have known better. You know, to say that of me saying it was a mistake and that I'm being high, uh, that I'm using hindsight about it misses the mark completely. They should have known. Now, I want to make a quick disclaimer. I realize that everything that's happened throughout history is divine providence. But divine providence does not mean that you get to sit on your duff and go with the flow. Divine providence means that you work on yourself and if you see an error, call it out. God will do the rest. But um, now, um, there, there are some set of accountants, priests, and prelates who are using the word Catholic as, as interchangeably as the word Christian. It pains me to say this. The, the, the man, I still consider him a genius, and I'm sure he had his own reasons for doing this, but when he gave his series of podcast episodes, he referred to them... Um, to, to Southern contest as Catholics and Christians. Okay. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that he, he had his own reasons, but I, I'm going to be consistent and say he was wrong. The Protestants and the Vatican II types are no more... Christian than the Muslim, the Hindu, and the Jew. They are practical atheists. And the Vatican II types are about as Catholic as your average Lutheran or pick your Protestant sect. So, it is a definite error. And if you can't see the seriousness of why 
you know, why I'm saying this, you know, um, like I said, you'll either, you'll either get it later or you won't. So now to move on to my next part, part of the, part of not taking things seriously. There's two aspects to this. The first is, and when I say um, the serious part, is part of being serious is getting your freaking head in the game and remembering that while you're down here on earth, you're, guess what? You're being watched by the Lord Jesus, his blessed mother, and the saints in heaven. Everything you say and do, you're more worried about what your neighbors think or what your relatives think than you are what the, what, what the people in the heavenly kingdom think. How screwed up is that? But, I'm, there's, there's, there's a point to this. If you don't, when every day that you get up, if you do not realize that you're being watched by the heavenly kingdom, which saints in heaven, trinity, and the blessed mother and the Lord Jesus, you know, you're not serious. You're not a serious person. And I can't take you seriously either. Or I won't, I should say. Because there's two aspects to this. Number one, and this, you know, I, by the way, I'm not claiming any, that I'm not guilty of some of the same things I'm talking about myself. However, I recognize where I'm wrong and I'm trying to work on that. So the question you need to ask, are you? But when you sin, I have said ad nauseum, even a venial sin offends God and His Blessed Mother because they are pure holiness itself. And the saints and everybody who's in heaven is a saint. So even if they have venial sins and they went through purgatory and made it to heaven, they're still saints. The slightest venial sin offends them. But, you know, we as moderns, oh, it's only mortal sin that offends Jesus and the Blessed Mother. <laughs> yeah, okay, well, if you want to live under that delusion, that's your choice. But I'm not going to play to your delusions. It lacks charity. And I, um, I will get to the charity as my last part. But you, but a lot of people care more about what their neighbors think, offending their neighbors or offending their relatives than offending the Blessed Mother, the Lord Jesus, and the saints of heaven. And so a venial sin offends them. Does a venial sin offend them as much as, say, an armed robbery where you murder somebody? No, but it still offends them. If you're serious about what you say, oh, I love the Lord Jesus, I love his blessed mother, 
you know, if you love your parents, would you, would you do, try, do anything to offend them? If you can't make the leap to your actual spiritual parents, oh, don't know what to tell you. You know? And then, outside of the sins, how you act. If you're, if you're not acting like you're aware that you don't want to give offense to the Blessed Mother and the Lord Jesus, if you're not acting that way, that in and of itself offends them. So, and honestly speaking, I'm not, I'm not Jesus Christ, obviously. So, how he judges individual souls when they go for their final judgment, he's God, they're his, you know, he'll deal with it. But in my mind, if you, if you consider yourself a true Catholic, and you are reading Protestant heretics who deny the Blessed Virgin Mother's place in salvific, um, salvific plan. If you quote these same Protestants, and by extension Vatican II types, um, they deny the truths of the one true Catholic Church... If you can't, you know, if, if you are literally quoting and reading C.S. Lewis or whatever Protestant heretic, you think it's okay? If you're not taking that seriously, I'm not taking you seriously. Because anyone who takes it seriously understands this is offensive. These people are offensive. Their motivation doesn't matter. Their motivation does not matter. They could be the nicest people in the world. I've met Protestants who are the nicest people in the world. That does not mean that them stubbornly refusing God's grace to get closer to Him and acknowledging His Blessed Mother, their reasons doesn't matter. Their rejection of that offends Him. And honestly speaking, the fact that I even have to, to mention this to you 300 IQ smart boys out there, you know, you, you, oh, oh dude, you're, you're, you're too zealous, man, you're too zealous. <laughs> yeah, you know what? If, if your faith is just an academic exercise or what you claim is your faith, yeah, I ain't interested. And if you're not serious, you know, if you're taking it as an academic exercise, you're not serious. You know, if you... If you don't understand how this offends our Blessed Mother and the Lord Jesus, as I said, as I said, Priests, prelates, 
um, real Catholics in the past have have um, have been false charitable to heretics. They've been false charitable because for whatever reason, I I. I, I, I'm not interested, honestly, you know, and, but in and of itself, if a person lived 200 years ago and, you know, they, they, they were calling Protestants uh, Christians, I, I wasn't there. So, you know, if I had been there, though, I would have smacked them. I would have smacked them in the face. But I wasn't. That's between them and Jesus. I'm saying part of being a Catholic, you 300 IQ takers, try to, try, just try to use your gray matter here. Part of our duty as Catholics is not just recognizing the, the, the errors of the past, even within our own ranks, acknowledging them truthfully, but then making sure that we don't repeat the same error. Wow, what a concept, right? What a concept. What a concept. But see, if you're not serious, you're not going to take anything I say seriously. Which is fine. You, you got to answer for your souls. And if you're married, you got to answer for, this, uh, for your soul. And if you're married, you got to answer for the souls of your family. So, um, but, you know, to, like I said, I've actually read spiritual writers, priests, and prelates from like the late 1700s on who have used the term, the generic term, Christian. And it's not up to me. It's not up to me to figure out why they did it. I, I'm not interested. It's a mistake. It's an error. You know, those who use the term Catholic, well, they can't be blamed that, you know, 100, 200 years later that the uh, Masons that, that formed Vatican II corrupted that term that that's not their fault although there were modernists in the true catholic church at that time but to use the term christian less less than 200 or slightly over 200 years yeah slightly over 200 years after the Protestant revolt. And it's an inexcusable in a priest or a prelate because they were trained when writing in matters of theology, dogma, and spirituality that your vocabulary matters. It's supposed to be clear and concise for the very fact that if... If somebody who lacks critical thinking skills picks up your book, say, 150 years later, and the term Christian had already been corrupted in the early 1800s, 
And they're reading it, say, in 2020, where the term Christian can, can cover anybody nowadays. Honestly, the way it's used, they're going to think, oh, yeah, we all believe in the same God. Everybody's a Christian. Christian is what I say it means. But if, if you don't understand, I'm going to close on this note, what false charity is. False charity is caring more about hurting the heretic's feelings than whether or not he's damning himself to hell. Now, I've said this in the past. I'm not recommending, you know, um, going into a, a Protestant church and ranting and raving at them, you know, but, you, you know, just like, just like with gay people, I don't approve of their sin. I don't approve of their, uh, they, you know, I don't approve of their sin. Um, but I still, I'm charitable in the sense that they're God's creatures and I have to be polite. But if they're going to, you know, talk about their perverted ways and crap, I've got two options. Either I could say, hey, I'm not interested in this or B, walk away. But we're, you know, it's false charity to, to give their heresies a time a day or even worse, call them. You know, it's funny too because a lot of said in the contest, well, I, I call Mr. Bergoglio Mr. Bergoglio because he's not entitled to the word Pope, which is true. But some of these same said in um, if, if, if they even bother to, to call uh, Protestantism a heresy, we'll still use the term Christian when talking about them. You want to talk about cognitive dissonance, that's it right there. If the term Pope, Bishop, Priest does not apply to the fake imposters in the Vatican II sect, then the words Catholic does not apply to the Vatican II sect members, and the term Christian does not apply to the Protestant heretics. And, you know, once again, you're not supposed to give people um, you're, 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 you're not supposed to give them an out for their heresies. So, anyway, um, this may have to be a rant. We'll see when I get this in the can. Um, if you gave me almost 55 minutes of your time, I do appreciate it. I really do. Um, and I do, 
you know, I'll take this for what it's worth. I care about you. I pray for everyone. And I'd like to see as many people get to heaven. Thank you for listening. Have a good day. God bless you. Bye-bye. You people have been chosen to reveal our existence to the world. You will witness what happens here today and you will tell of it later.